0: David A. Price presents Hello, folks. Welcome to Marvel Noise, episode four hundred and one. I'm your host, Steve Raker, down in the comic book bunker where I belong, working on getting my mojo back after over six weeks of fractionated radiation treatments adjacent to my brainstem, capped off by my trip to the Baltimore Comic Con at the end of October. First though, thanks to contributors past and present for thoughtfully chipping in with their time and efforts to help make episode 400 the supersized spectacular that it was. David, Derek, Pat, Tom, Jerry, Sean, Mike, Daryl, and of course, Kevin and Andrew, who keep me doing this show, even when I'm, let's just say, internally distracted. Marvel Noise is a Marvel-centric podcast with a 15-year history of noise-making about the House of Ideas. My bias is a love for the Bronze Age, which began the year I was born, if you use Conan number one as the milestone age marker. We are proudly sponsored by Nobody and like to keep it that way. Last month was an aberration, but usually we post two episodes a month. That's semi-monthly for you readers of the Distinguished Competitions books. This episode, Andrew the LA Rabbit and Whirlwind X Kevin, they're old handles from the Marvel Noise and EOC message board, as is my Steve Raker, but this episode will take a look back at the early appearances of the Ghost Rider with Marvel Spotlight 5 through 12, and Ghost Rider issues 1 through 3, which also includes the first appearance of Damien Hellstrom, the son of Satan. Now, before I dial them up, let me tell you quickly about my trip to the Baltimore Comic Con in late October. Halloween weekend, in fact.
1: Hey, what's new in
2: Baltimore? How about that chord that Ray played? Hey,
0: hey, hey, what's new in Baltimore? The newest board in all of Baltimore. Hey,
2: Hey, what's new in Baltimore? What's new in Baltimore?
0: And next year, the con will be the weekend after Labor Day in September, which is weird. It's been the week before Halloween, the third weekend in September, Labor Day weekend, and that's just in the last 10 years or so that I've been attending. My brain radiation treatments. <laughs> Actually, did I tell you my doc's name is Savage? That's right, Merry Marchers. Doc Savage is shooting radioactive beams deep into my skull. Anyway, my treatments were set to end the day before I'd leave for Baltimore, which was admittedly a pretty tight window and sure enough an equipment delay during treatment pushed my end date back two days but i was able to postpone them until after i got back so i'd go to the con come home exhausted and do my two last treatments the short version is my head held up i did the drive walked seven miles a day at the con hung out all day i just felt really altered kind of like a mild psychedelic experience until afterwards then i would feel like superman with the kryptonite chains on you know so i didn't really seek out any nightlife beyond eating dinner with my buddies jim whiting who i traveled with and rich shannon a friend of marvel noise who's been on a few times actually when the stars and topics have aligned the pratt street ale house and the rusty scupper took care of us like usual you know always good eats in that inner harbor tourist trap zone of baltimore The show itself was back in full pre-COVID swing. The guest list was nothing short of amazing. The cosplayers were doing their thing. The ample kids zone in the middle of the con floor looked well attended. The lines were long where you'd expect. It was good to see things back in action after a noble try last year. The show was back in its usual larger space. The Comic creators' booths arranged in a horseshoe design with retailers in the middle, which forced fans to pass through on their way between sides to see their favorite creators. At the top of the horseshoe sat the all-ages-friendly creators, and the tables for the kids' Zone, right there in the middle of the con floor action, which I love about the show. And on the other side of that were the aisles and aisles and aisles that made up Artist Alley. So really, there's a lot to see at this show if you like art and artists' alleys and comics, which is why it's my favorite show year after year. And I'm not a panel guy, but I am known to support a friend or two now and again by attending their panels. But I gotta say, this year's programming was well-considered and looked really entertaining. Our man on the street, Rich, had so many good ones to see, he had conflicts where he had to choose which panel he wanted to see more than the other one. For me, the show was spent hanging with Jim Whiting at his Artist Alley table. Check out whitingstudios.com and on Substack and Kickstarter. And seeing friends in and around the comics industry. And, of course, getting some sketches. My budget was much lower this year, between having a kid go off to college and these expensive rads, but I did manage a 4 out of 4 success rate on my priority hit list. Dan Burton made his first East Coast convention appearance in Baltimore this year, and I've been supporting his Kickstarter projects for a decade or more and have been a fan even longer, so had to try to score a piece beyond the pencil sketches that I'd gotten through his Kickstarter campaigns. Dan was really cool. He was open to taking a pre-con commission and blew my socks off, along with everybody else who was in his line, with an amazing watercolor Dr. Doom piece. I'd only met Alan Davis one time years ago, when he had his table moved and wasn't having a good day. I'm not sure I can even say I'd met him. He didn't even look up at me or make eye contact, just sort of grunted as I complimented his style and his body of work, you know? (laughs) Needless to say, I was pretty disappointed. But Alan was back this year, making the trip from across the pond, and after being in contact with Paul, who was running his table, I was fairly confident I'd be able to score a head sketch as long as I was willing to wait. And wait I did. First thing both Friday and Saturday mornings. Scoring sketches both days, though. Wolverine and the Phoenix. And meeting and getting to know a super cool dude and comics brethren, Jeff, while in line. The sketches came out great, and Jeff got a sweet Kitty pride with Lockheed on her shoulder. And in doing so, the cosmic balance was restored from the cruddy interaction I'd had with Alan years ago. <laughs> the other big name who attended that was a real draw for me was Mike Grell. Who I'd met a couple of times but had not seen in more than five years. Not only was I hoping to have him sign a slab John Sable number 1 that Andrew the L.A. Rabbit gifted me a few months ago, but I've had a pencils-only Tolkien Lord of the Rings jam piece going for a few years now and had it all completed except for Legolas the Elven Archer. Who better to work in tight pencils and render a bow than Mike Green Arrow Grell, right? And Mike and his wife were terrific, and I ended up buying another 11 by 17 piece from him as well, which was a backshot of the priestess from the Tarzan Gods of Oprah story, a page of which I have Grell's sequential original art for from A Dark Horse Presents years back. The fourth item on my priority to-do list was to have Don Rosa sketch in my life and times of Scrooge McDuck hardcover and companion volume. Don's always a must-stop at the show, and he was happy to humor my requests, and I was happy to give him uh, the time uh, to do so. He's a cool guy. Also caught up with some of my good friends, artist Russ Braun. I picked up a really nice Man-Thing piece he had in his portfolio. Dan Parent of Archie and Die Kitty Die fame, writers Tom King, Philip Kennedy Johnson, and Ron Mars, Constance the Convention Squirrel and her family, Jason Metcalf, Andrew Pepoy, Darren Henry of Sitcomics, John Flesks, and the guys from 4C Comics who were camped out at Bill Morrison's table. I also chatted briefly with Frank Cho, Jim Starlin, Walt Simonson. It was a good show. Solid talent good friends, great traveling companions, and smooth travels to boot. I'm glad I made the effort when the timing and the cost just didn't jive with where I was with things and what I was dealing with at the time. So thanks, Baltimore Comic-Con. You never disappoint. All right, now let me call the guys in from the green room where they've been waiting all this time. Andrew? Kevin? On delay, on delay. Let's talk some old comics. didn't do a halloween episode this year i've kind of got ghouls and the supernatural and the undead still on my mind and have been wanting to revisit this title for a while but of course i wanted to revisit it with you guys what's going on kevin what's going on andrew i'm
1: revving up my motorcycle (laughs) putting my eyeballs into my skull
2: (laughs) Happy post-Halloween. Yay. I don't know what you say. Ho, ho, ho. Is that the right? I'm not sure. Getting my holidays just, jammed up. You say
1: turkey, turkey, turkey or something. Gobble, gobble, gobble. I've
2: got them walking
0: right through my backyard. Don't they know? What? Don't they know? Yeah, like the track to... I think there used to be a small stream in the woods behind my house that's now just a like. A little bit of like a soggy ground, and that must be their traveling uh, marker or something, because they cut right through my backyard from this. <laughs> across the street, cut through my yard, and go right through the woods uh, like twice a week. It's pretty funny. Anyway, the title that I wanted to revisit is Marvel Spotlight in its entirety, actually. But not all this episode. But Spotlight began as a bi-monthly series that would introduce and later just showcase new and different characters. Like they could premiere them in Spotlight and then spin them off into their own titles like they did with the first four characters that appeared. Red Wolf, Werewolf by Night, Ghost Rider, and Son of Satan. The first-ish debuted in 1971 which was a few years before I'd start buying comics
1: in 74. I mean, you know it's wild? I know Ghost Rider's origin, but I've never read this. <laughs> it's funny. There's, uh, some of this stuff is,
0: well, I read it in reprints in the 90s uh, when they did that original Ghost Rider stuff. But yeah, it, it all had been reprint stuff for me as well, this old stuff. The first issue of Spotlight featured Red Wolf, the Indian reservation hero character with a creative team of Gardner Fox with art by Sid Shores and Wally Wood under a Neil Adams cover. Then after that span off to its own short-lived series, the second, third, and fourth issues introduced Jack Russell, the werewolf by night. And that was Jerry Conway writing with nifty Mike Plug art. Then when that one received its own title, Marvel Spotlight Issue 5 in 1972 introduced The Ghost Rider, which was conceived and written by Gary Friedrich, which, I mean, admittedly, that's a pretty odd crediting
2: for the time, right? Yeah. Wait, so if you guys read these in reprints, hang on, let me just look, I'll just buy one of these right now so we can have, oh my lord, (laughs) wait wait a second, this apparently has appreciated in value for a random (laughs) Marvel Spotlight.
0: They are on the Marvel Unlimited digital service, and I enjoyed reading them in a recent epic collection, the volume one Ghost Rider Epic collection, which is Hell on Wheels.
2: It is weird because I don't, I mean, you know, I I guess the elements stay throughout, but I really like the Mike Plug. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't like Mike Plug, right? He, I don't know. So he doesn't, not to turn into this into some kind of weird artist versus writer or whatever, but I don't know. I feel like, Shouldn't Plug get some of it? (laughs) Well, just that anyone
0: was getting any, seemed like they were getting any of it at the time was already revolutionary and would cost Marvel (laughs) thousands and years in court with Friedrich. But as you said, the art and the cover of this issue five was Mike Plug. And Ghost Rider would headline Marvel Spotlight for seven issues through issue 11 before he'd get his own title a year later in June of 73. Mike Plug would draw Ghost Rider's first four appearances here, then Tom Sutton the next four, which would include the first issue of the Ghost Rider ongoing series, and then Jim Mooney takes over with Ghost Rider 2. The anchors throughout include the likes of Frank Ciaramonti and Sid Shores, and John Tartaglione.
2: Sid Shores is such a great name, too. like It sounds like a Vegas act or something. (laughs) (laughs) So in May of 72, we get Spotlight 5,
0: which is the origin. And we all know the Ghost Rider origin, right? But like you said, Kevin... I thought I did. Yeah, I had forgotten the bit about the mom... Like Johnny's father dies In a cycle stunt show accident And his dad's partner Crash Already I'm like uh oh (laughs) Uh, Takes him under his wing Into his own family So then he's part of this family It's a great situation for him Including he loves Roxanne uh, Crash's daughter
2: Yeah as you do When you're raised with someone Steve It's natural for them to fall in love, raised his kids together. <laughs> I think. No, no problems with that whatsoever.
0: I think he loved her first. So it was like, oh, <laughs> all right. Like,
1: uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty weird. Just she's like there for him. Then she's not. Then she's like, she's I'll be terrible. with you forever. And then she's like, no, never. You're a coward. Yeah. yeah like, I'm, I'm like, really? make up your mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm not, like you say,
2: Steve. Uh, I'm not putting my money on Crash Bandicoot. He does not seem like a. <laughs> reliable guy and then they
1: also have those those classic horror tropes of oh that guy's obviously wearing a mask
2: yeah
0: but the interesting description of the Ghost Rider at one point is that like the flesh of his face is still there but it's just transparent and you can see the skull underneath and a glow that resembles
2: flame surrounds his head that one Took me off guard. And some pretty detailed work on some of the motorcycles, too, by the way, kids. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping they swiped it or something. That looks like an awful lot of work in some of those things. Like lots of little fiddly bits and all that. Like, so. Come on, man. You just need a couple of shapes it The Marvel Comics way, you know, a, a, lot of of broken, a lot of broken, a lot of broken motorcycles
0: too. Right? Yeah, one of them, I mean, it, Johnny's mother figure crashes, wife dies in a cycle crash, and makes him promise that he'll never ride in the show. Right, because like his parents died in the crash, she dies in the crash. So uh, Crash Simpson considers Johnny a coward. Even Roxanne does because he won't ride. And then Crash gets sick and then Johnny makes the deal with the devil, right? And Crash crashes <laughs> instead. Instead of dying I, I, of the disease, so then Johnny I feel like does that ride.
1: Was the turning point of when he makes a deal with the devil. Cuz it's like other characters would be like, "Well, I'm going to the Himalayas to find some ancient monks." And his is like, "Well, I guess I got to make a deal with Satan now."
0: And it's not just, like, an easy, you know, it's not like signing a contract, right, with the guy who uh, appears in a well-dressed suit and a puff of smoke or anything. It's, like, it always makes me think of, like, people who, like, try heroin for the first time. Like, what would make you want to actually do the thing of injecting a thing in, into your, like, the whole delivery system is not to... Uh, attractive, and similarly, this whole ritual—you know—he's got like a yeah. uh, weird skull candle thing, and he's w- making symbols on his chest, and he's got the, you know, in the pentagram, and you know, it's
2: it's also seventies. Yeah, Steve. Everyone has the uh, cow skull with devil horns, just sitting. They're <laughs> like candle holders back then. It was weird that some of the language too, like they describe the activities of Satan as miracles. And I'm like, I thought that was the other side that did <laughs> miracles. But look, I'm no theologian, the whole thing. I did enjoy how uh, uh, in the future there'll be one of the letters to them some the task about how like the Church of Satan really is just a bunch of kind of hedonistic, do what you want type of things. And not like sacrificing people and everything. So, you know, you get the religious types when you bring religion in.
0: So he, you know, his deal with the devil, uh, the devil wants to collect, but he can't because Johnny refuses to give up his soul a- after uh, Crash dies and Johnny rides again. And it turns out to be Roxanne's pure love for him. That the devil can't get to him, like she's the keeping pure it real. love,
2: where she called him a coward. Like yeah, yeah but she's again. keeping it real for him now, right? I mean, <laughs> well, also the back o oh, foul Denison of the depths, as the cross is to a vampire, so is the presence of one pure in heart to you disappear. I command. Like she seemed weirdly trained. In, yeah, in anti devil business which makes it a funny like it was just one of those very strident comments right away that you're like boy she takes it pretty she took that satan showing up a lot better than she took johnny not willing to ride a motorcycle
0: (laughs) right after her mother died riding one right it's like he's had two sets of parents die riding like everyone dies riding a motorcycle this guy man and this, so this early presentation of the Ghost Rider, he turns into the Ghost Rider every night, at night. It's not like yeah, vengeance that was... or... Oh,
1: that, a... that, was, that was pretty interesting, like a it's Hulk a... thing or Yeah, whatever. it's
0: OG Hulk rules. Yeah. Which is akin to like a werewolf curse, right? Like he changes at night, yeah. he doesn't want confrontation, he's just trying to make it through the night. Without being caught. He's on the run. It's almost like he's vulnerable. You know, it, it, like, he runs from the tough guys on bikes in the first two issues. He's like, I better run as soon as, yeah. like, someone's coming. He, he's,
1: well, he, he just wants a to be left eight, alone. Steve.
2: Yeah, he needs a sidekick for sure. Couple of
1: 16-year-olds <laughs> with a CB radio. That's what would have really... <laughs> But, I'm just waiting him for him to forget what time it is and saying, "Oh no, it's that time! I'm gonna change! I
2: gotta run!"
0: Yeah, at one point he has to wait until night time to go rescue Roxanne because that's when he changes. You know, that's the mechanism for the change when the moon comes up or whatever. Uh, and it, he even states that he just wants to be left alone and he like doesn't want to be separated from society because
2: of how he looks, and it's like so so tragic. well i like the uh well the character may have been written and conceived that early i feel like his powers and some of the other stuff maybe was a bit more fly by the seat of their pants for sure not really spelled out a lot of in-depth notes about what he can do he has the mysterious powers of hell that are whatever the story needs him to have right now
0: he can basically just shoot flame out of his uh out of his hands um, yeah. and that and that's pretty much it. In Marvel Spotlight six, seven, and the first half of issue number eight, we get a two and a half issue arc where it's it's the setup is really absurd. The Ghost Rider decides one night while he's out ghost riding that he's gonna join a biker gang and like huh? crash at their flat and hang out right? And even spills the beans of his entire origin to the ringleader. But it's a trap, right? The ringleader guy knocks out Ghost Rider and he's revealed to be a servant of Satan and his true form is that of Crash Simpson, Johnny Blaze's dead adopted
2: father. And, uh, boy very a uh, gym shooter too like they do a whole complicated yeah. retelling of his origin in his second appearance yeah too. and I'm like yeah you know it's it's maybe we didn't need this rehash in quite such detail quite so quickly to to have that, but I guess he wanted that punch of who... To be fair, this is 72, so Shooter's not around for for years yet. Exactly, but (laughs) but
0: it 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 did have me feeling the vibes. Yeah, for sure. So Crash Simpson... Crash Simpson is going to kill his daughter to make Johnny vulnerable to the devil as part of a deal to gain immortality.
2: Which is pretty cold. It's also weird that like we're in the air. I was super impressed. like one of the ch- they're they're doing that um second person thing that we talk like from Iron Fist, where you do this and yeah, you yeah, do yeah, that yeah. and you're right. which is fine, limited doses. But when Roxy gets kidnapped by the biker, like he's the real good biker. He has her on his side fighting against him. And he's doing all these complicated tricks and stuff. And I'm like, that's the motorcycle guy I wanna be following. Like, <laughs> she's not behind him. She, he she's in his left arm while he's doing loop to loops and all <laughs> this stuff and doesn't lose his balance or I mean that's the that's the real motorcycle uh talent. In a You are Spider Girl.
0: Crash <laughs> uh. Simpson finally does come to his senses during a final Showdown with the Ghost Rider, and helps rescue Ghost Rider from the Hell Monster in front of Satan and everything. Who then still can't touch Johnny because of the uh, pure love of uh, of Roxy.
2: Um, yeah, but the the depictions of the nether realms is a lot of fun like the demons lots of shadow and kirby crackle and all kinds of exciting really fun frenetic and things are happening at that super quick pace too that like yeah we point out a few silly things but it's just like pedal to the metal pun intended for this motorcycle comic like it's just go 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 leave your brain in the backseat you don't need to worry about it fantastical demons and flaming swords and crashes in his underwear for some weird reason. <laughs> <laughs> Super buff for an old dude. They put Roxy in some weird Red Sonia with a cape type outfit. Like, it's just going.
0: Yeah. Good old
2: Mike Ploog. Uh,
0: Marvel's... The, the third arc here, and, and the last one that we're going to cover on this episode, covers... Marvel Spotlight this well, the second half of issue eight, then issues nine, ten, and eleven, the first two issues of the ongoing Ghost Rider title, then back to Marvel Spotlight 12, and then Ghost Rider number three. It's a sprawling seven and a half issue arc that is as cohesive as only a bi-monthly Bronze Age book can be. It's Crazy and chaotic And one of the reasons I wanted to revisit Reading these books Because I kind of remembered this arc But I remembered not I remembered that it was sprawling And and wanted to Try to wrap my head around it And it's Now I see why I remember it being so disjointed Johnny and Roxy head west Because He's joining a rodeo and he's going
2: to jump Copperhead Canyon, guys. Didn't, uh, didn't Bob Knievel beat him to that? <laughs> There's a dispute with a
0: local Indian tribe, though, over Copperhead Canyon, and they don't want him to make the jump. In fact, Johnny's contact at the rodeo, who picks him up to bring him to the site, Sam Silvercloud, is an Indian first, and he instead... Strands Johnny in the middle of the desert and leaves him to die.
2: Now, was he, did he show up before Silver St. Cloud over at the Distinguished <laughs>
1: Company?
2: <laughs> is there a secret romance we need to know about? Johnny confronts
0: Silver Cloud but is interrupted by this snake dance dude and his mystical snakiness. Ultimately, Ghost Rider is sent to his death at the bottom of copperhead canyon just crushed in the rubble but satan appears and says that he's never going to let him die and that now that's part of his curse so now that there's the
2: new power right now he's he can't die yeah that seemed way out of i mean i know they give the justification but that just seems so the deal is getting so weird, <laughs> <laughs> right. very plot specific, it feels like that maybe, you know, maybe they could have thumbnail the sketch out of this a few issues ahead to <laughs> not let themselves get this. And I love the, like the there's this uh, very soap opera. We're still in the Marvel soap opera with the manager of the tour. Is like jealous of Johnny and Roxy You know And is kind of scheming against them as well But he's sort of a buffoon a little bit And yeah It was uh There's a lot in here Maybe not all firing at the right time Sam Silvercloud kidnaps Roxy For
0: Snake Dance They're gonna sacrifice her to the snake gods And actually Let her get Bitten by two venomous snakes Ghost Rider comes and rescues her And gets her to a hospital But they don't have an antidote
1: There's no antidote for
2: that. You know it seemed like that could have been We talked in an earlier episode About Ghost Rider and the race for death Or whatever but yeah, I feel yeah. like You really could have had a whole like He has to take her on his motorcycle Through the ultimate obstacle the The stakes are her life You know type of Instead of just having it being like, Oh yeah, he's gotta take I seventeen into town and find out. <laughs> You know, I was expecting more build up on that end of it um rather than the other one. But man, I got you gotta you gotta explain to me the whole Linda Littletree thing, Steve seems well, really like a lot's happening. That's just quickly. like Sam
0: Silvercloud <laughs> renounces Snake <laughs> Dance's mumbo jumbo and says, we got to not like, you know, the, the snake god isn't for us. You know, we got to keep our heads on straight. And then Snake Dance's hot co-ed daughter comes <laughs> home from college and she's Sam Silverclaw, or Silvercloud's fiancé too. And she can't believe the two of them. She's like, I go away to college for like a few weeks, and like you're like, you know, the harbinger, the snake god, and you're like sacrificing some girl, and you're leaving Johnny Blaze in the middle of the desert and everything. And they have the antidote, and she's like, and you guys have the antidote, and you're gonna let her die. She grabs it and she goes and brings it to the hospital, but just to make matters even more bronze age comic complicated she realizes that roxy simpson's father crash simpson once saved her when he was a police officer and
2: she was a youth wow right and now he serves the devil who oh, that, that's not even the the crazy part it's the weird school she went to. well that's it so does she she serves the devil too <laughs> Yeah, right? I'm like she. When, how does this work? Like well, she just shows up and is like, "Hey, I'm getting recruited to the uh, Satan sorority," and well, I'm like, "I am definitely in a 70s movie." Yeah, somehow. well, that's <laughs> it.
0: The college, you know, cults were college kids joining cults were all the rage in in the 70s, right? Uh, the Jonestown hadn't happened yet, but it was gonna, and. The Manson family <laughs> stuff did happen, right? That the whole cult thing was a so her college roommate marks her to be a bride of Satan or whatever, and kind of grooms her into joining
2: their their cult sorority. Yeah, and this happens like bam, bam Like no, I know totally. you said it's like seven issues, but I mean we're going the uh, whiplash pace here, and, and that's why I'm mentioning all these we're
0: slowing It's act, it seems like we're slowing down but we're not because it, it does it's just all these different twists and turns but again it's only like the bi-monthly aspect of it It was what lets them get away with such non-cohesiveness so Ghost Rider escapes her and in her failure she turns her hellfire hands upon herself and, and dies a flaming corpse falling off of a high desert ledge
2: Never to be seen again. Oh, no, I'm just No, kidding. no, no, no. Come on, there's,
0: still, there's still four more issues in yeah, this I, thing, I, Andrew. Four, I was four. letting
2: you have it a little bit there, people. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, That's you know, not enough. No, no. <laughs> we But we do get some fun motorcycle work in between, it, it which is. is what we're here for, you know, yeah. and the transformation scenes, because they don't cost a dime. Somehow the Snake Dance
0: dude's daughter, Linda Littlefoot, shows up in a coma, but then gets possessed by Satan as the witch woman. And her father calls in Damien Hellstrom to aid them because he had
2: an ad in the paper. (laughs) I totally want a series where he's just fielding the worst crank calls from <laughs> the loot. you know he must have gotten like thousands of phone calls of just absolute garbage crazy people calling him with things that have nothing to do with anything and if you because he runs the classifieds all over the country yeah it's nationwide
1: <laughs> i feel like that would be like a robot chicken skit or something where a few minutes it's just people like they have the calls where this is before Caller call ID. Think of all the
2: crank calls he's getting. Yeah. To.
0: <laughs> he makes his first appearance in Ghost Rider number two, Hellstrom does. And also at the end of number one, Johnny's stand in does the Copperhead Canyon jump that we'd been thinking eventually we were going to get to see Johnny do, right? Nope. We get to see this other schlep do it, and he doesn't make it. He dies. Oh, where, where were you, Johnny? Good thing didn't do it. Where was Johnny? Well, at the end of Ghost Rider number one, Johnny's injured because he crashed his bike and he's stuck at the hospital, but it's at night, so he can't stop the change. And when he changes, he's healed and dressed and everything. He escapes out of a service exit and catches a cab to the canyon.
2: Hey, uh... Yeah, he doesn't have the, the ability to cook the motorcycle out of magic flame yet.
0: Huh? Which I
2: gonna... Can you? I, but this camp thing, him getting into the camp, you know. Hey, uh, I, uh, sorry, buddy.
0: I seem to be a couple of bucks short here. Like <laughs> what? Oh <my God. laughs> so he arrives too late to stop his less experienced friend from dying to make the jump that he should have been making, and then he tries to get Roxy to leave with him, but she faints and he has to carry her away. So he steals a
1: pickup truck to escape. Like, that is so weird seeing Ghost Rider in another vehicle. I mean, we're used to it now. Right. But I'm wondering if this is this is the first occurrence then of him being Ghost Rider in another vehicle.
0: Nobody thought to turn like that whole pickup truck and it's like a totally like a 60s 70s pickup truck too, you know? Yeah. It would be so funny to see that thing turn into a flaming. Like his bike <laughs> his bike isn't flaming at all
2: yet. Although to yeah. be fair, Steve the guy that took the jump, I don't think he was really that close to him. So I don't know if I'd call him a friend. So <laughs> yeah. Focus. But it was, almost I, I really liked that they gave him, they gave that like a minute where you think he's going to make it. You think he's going to make it. And yeah, then no, like that, that part was kind of fun. It was like Wiley Coyote, almost going to make it. And then because what was weird is, and I've talked about these before. I have the, those PDFs that Marvel licensed out to that. Yeah. Um, Company And they did a Ghost Rider box set. So I grabbed that one. Does not have the Marvel Spotlight issues in it, though. That's very strange. So, you know, when you had talked about this, I had started reading the Ghost Rider ones and sort of skipped those ones. You know, I went back and read it off the limbo, But it's weird just to jump in right at kind of Ghost Rider 1. It's actually not a bad play. Like, there's so much going on, and it's really zany. But it was kind of fun... To start that and then go back and be like, oh, wait, I got to go back. But I read the first couple just straight. As I imagine, I would have had I been buying these back whenever, like as some random regular dude. And Kevin's totally right. Like he doesn't have the human eyeballs, but he has like flame eyeballs Mm. where the white part of the (laughs) eye is flame. But there's like a black and then a little bit in the middle. And it's pretty cool. All the different because, you know, we start out with Plug, but then we get a whole bunch of different artists like uh, jim mooney in the book it's in his title himself doing it it makes it kind of fun to see like oh how are all these people doing like the character who's not you know there's no model sheets or anything i don't think
0: so while the ghost rider
2: fights the witch woman and
0: satan in hell roxanne's experiencing a hell of her own because she's being terrorized page after page, issue after issue, it seems, by
2: Big Daddy Dawson's Ruthless Riders. And, uh, yeah, he's a bad guy, Steve. He has a swastika on his uh, vest, and I'm like, boy, yeah, this is... uh, He is not a good man. Then the, the story jumps to Marvel Spotlight 12, featuring Son of Satan,
0: and he would appear in Marvel Spotlight 12 through 24 and then get a eight issue solo title of his own. And Hellstrom's deal is also very werewolf curse like, right? He like keeps his Son of Satan persona locked away each night by being locked in a room praying with his wrists wrapped together with like rosary beads made of like charmed
1: onks. As like handcuffs, almost. So they must have been selling a lot of handcuffs, vaults. Hmm. A lot of guys were were sitting in rooms going, "Oh no, the night's coming." It's the seventies.
2: I don't. He shouldn't have, because he has the the most awesome, demon drawn chariot of Satan. Yeah, right. Well, he, and,
0: he while he's locked in the room, he tells Snake Dance and and Sam not to open the door like no matter what he says or does right keep him locked in there all night right but then it's like that scene in young frankenstein where, where wilder runs <laughs> back to the door no 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 no, let me out! forget what i said
2: <laughs> and they do and hellstrom's like suckers yeah and just some great again loving all the stuff that's in hell all the scenes that are in hell lots of great Colors and textures and shapes and demons yeah. of every... Again, lots of colors. Like, yeah, you're going to say, Andy, it's the old-timey newsprint colors, but still, they they use them all, you know? This issue is drawn by
0: Herb Trimpey with Frank Ceramonte Inc., so it's really... You know, maybe one of the knocks on Trimpy is his ugly faces, but it works here, right? Like, Big Daddy Dawson never looked uglier, and it works for Son of Satan to look ugly.
2: Yeah, and I love when the... Also, the the these biker gangs are unfazed by, like, supernatural... They'll just <laughs> attack anybody, like, whether you're the Son of Satan or whatever. I like hey, it, like, just...
0: When you're living on the road, you know? <laughs> The, the Son of Satan rescues Roxy from Big Daddy Dawson, but just for a minute until she has no good info, and then he just leaves her there to what's left of the gang to be tormented some more. <laughs> it's terrible. Then he confronts Satan in hell where Johnny Blaze and Linda Littletree are captives, and he fights Satan's hordes and stuff until he gets the idea to threaten to bring the roof of hell down. The very roof of hell, Kevin. The very roof. So Satan yields and is like, alright, you guys can go. (laughs) But Hellstrom then leaves Ghost Rider and Linda in the desert to die. Find your own ride home, suckers. Later. Ghost Rider 3 wraps things up where Linda has lost her powers, but she coaches Ghost Rider... Andrew, to use his flame for the very first time to conjure a flaming motorcycle.
1: Nice.
2: Uh, I still think we could add six or seven more issues of him. We we had a truck and a cab. We need a motorcycle. Oh, no, he has that. We need a bicycle. We need a unicycle. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We need every form of... Then he's finally like, let's... Yeah, let's do that. So...
0: She can't ride on the motorcycle with him out of the desert because it's, like, on fire, right? (laughs) So he rides to go get help and leaves her there. Come back for me, I promise. But he crashes on his way to get help and is sent to the hospital. Meanwhile, Big Daddy Dawson recaptures Roxy and torments her and captures her like keeps her overnight in his place and everything. It's 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 like he's had her for days now. Johnny's turned into Ghost Rider a few different cycles. It's it's really
2: uh freaky. Poor, it's fun how they crammed Roxy. exploitation movies about bikers about college satanic cults, like as many, yeah. the, the Native American thing. Like, every 70s movie trend has gotten their moment to shine in this thing.
0: Big Daddy Dawson reads that Blaze is in the hospital, and he goes to off him, but Ghost Rider chases him into a semi at 90 miles an hour. Take that, right. Big Daddy. Splat. <laughs> so, all ends well... Unless you're Roxy, who was tormented by Big Daddy's gang for at least hours and hours and hours and overnight. Linda Littletree, who is still stranded in the desert. Hey, don't forget about me, me, right? (laughs) Uh, He didn't go back for her. Uh, Big Daddy was roadkill, so I guess it didn't end good for him. And Blaze's stunt show manager guy, who was his stand-in. If he had just waited five more minutes, Andy... Five more minutes. Johnny
2: would have would have gotten there in the cab. Yeah, but maybe Johnny would have not made the jump. And then he would have died. And then no more Ghost Rider. <laughs> it would have been a romance comic between Darcy and Roxy. While they try and figure out how to pay the bills for their traveling road show. No supernatural elements. No fights. Just a lot of hard drama about how difficult it is to pay bills on the road the pact that johnny makes with satan
0: it's say you know it's the catholic satan right the same satan that's the father of hellstrom but in issue 68 of the ghost rider nine years later in 1982 roger stern retcons that it was mephisto that Blaze made the pact with. Not Satan. And in issue 76, it shows Mephisto actually bonding Blaze to the demon Zarathos.
2: See, that's when I was a kid. I always thought it was Zarathos that he made the deal with. Because I didn't know that he made the deal with... I was like, oh, he made the deal with Zarathos, the spirit of vengeance. That's like the, 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 the deal. Then I thought Mephisto. And then finally I get to Satan. I was wrong three times over.
0: <laughs> also, but then in 2006's Ghost Rider number four, I think it's like the sixth or fifth series, maybe, the one written by Daniel Way with art by Javier Saltaires and Texera, Mark Texera, that is, a flashback shows that it's Lucifer, in fact. The Catholic Satan, so they unretcon the Mephisto piece. But I think it seems like they kind of do it interchangeably. But you know, Satan, Mephisto, Santanish, Thog, Hella, Pluto, Thanos's I was thinking death. what if you
1: made a deal with Hella? What if? Yeah.
0: I mean no. the Defenders had a cool hell war around the approach to issue one hundred. That was kinda of cool with the different
2: demons. Maybe, Steve, maybe the real demon was inside him all along. <laughs> wow.
0: I mean, I'd only read these Ghost Rider issues as reprints, like I was saying before, and I never read the early solo Son of Satan stuff. It just you know, I started reading in seventy four, so this stuff was right before my time. I think a Son of Satan is with that. You know Don Perlin and Joe Sinnott from the Defenders, and you know yeah. like the, the occasional Marvel team up or something, right? Um, I want to read more. I, you mentioned the following issues. I want to read more of this stuff. The old Son of Satan, he—it intrigues me. You know, I mean, let's not be mistaken. As these aren't good comics, right? They, they, we, we revisiting them to kind of explore where these characters came from and how early on they show the traits that we'd associate with a character for decades afterwards and when the character's supporting cast gets introduced or if they spin characters off like Son of Satan. and it It's fun to go back and see
2: the tree of where this stuff came from. And it's visually always a treat. But yeah, you can kind of glaze over some of the words often. Just be like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I just want to look <laughs> There's at a lot, the, of, lot of words, Kevin, a lot of words. the fiery yeah.
1: I'm just wondering how, at the point when, when people think it gets really good. <laughs>
2: oh, when it gets really good.
1: But <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I know, I know the orb shows up and everything. So I'm thinking, and once you're, and then he gets the, the, the different bike and everything. I'm like, maybe I'm not sure. I, I really mean, really I haven't good. read a whole lot of Ghost Rider. I know we, ha- when we covered like the Death Race and stuff like that, that I, that's feels like prime material.
2: Yep. For for uh, two dollars and sixty cents, Kevin, you could have gotten a genuine Spider-Man medallion coin. You don't know how I've slay- how I've just salivated over this dang thing. I see the ads for two dollars and sixty cents, Kevin. I want the Conan one. Conan or one. Or the Hulk cool. one. Any of those look great, and I'm like, ugh can I get dollars people you could have such awesome things in your hands and also I like how back then it was still an issue for everybody to gain weight so all that to have all the gain a lot of weight
1: <laughs> yeah that, now it would be the reverse it'll
0: help your wrestling career
1: <laughs>
0: are you too puny getting don't
1: want to eat a lot of food
0: sand kicked on you at the beach
1: yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> all right let's wrap this episode up andrew thank you for joining me as always kevin yeah, not something no i'm just kidding thank you for joining as always as
1: well
2: <laughs> episode 401 how about that right so steve you only have another three and a half hours of material. To <laughs> it's now a four-hour show every week right
0: <laughs> never again never not like this not like
2: this <laughs> you better call up the guys <laughs> hey it was nice of everybody to help out right awesome nice it was the best uh, yeah so great hearing lots of voices I hope they come back before another 400 issues happens all right until the ghost rider
0: gets a flat make mine marvel later
1: I mean,
2: maybe if he drives through a puddle, Steve.
1: Yeah. Is he cursing Satan on the side of the road that he has a pump up the wheel?